Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good whatever time it is where you currently are hearing the sound of my voice. I thank and praise God for connecting us once more and again in the cyberspace and the phone lines and wherever you're hearing me from, because God has blessed us. If you can hear my voice right now, then you are blessed to be in the land of the living, and we do not take that lightly. We give him all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Welcome to the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and I am super, super, super excited today because we have a guest co-host. My lovely co-host who is normally with me is working today, and so um, I thank and praise God for my bishop who I could reach out and ask him to join me, and he said yes, and I am extremely grateful to have him here. So please help me welcome to the show Bishop Carl C. Alexander. Hey, sir. Hey, how you doing? I am awesome. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Are you hearing me clear? I am hearing you crystal clear, sir. Yes. Very good. It's good yes, to be here sir. with you. My voice is still in recovery after surgery. Um, they're still working on it, so excuse my voice. Not not a problem at all. I'm more more excited about what you have to share than the sound of the voice. <laughs> so I know Thank beyond you. a shadow of a doubt you are a great man of God and of wisdom and so it is very, very important that we hear and glean the wisdom that you have and so I thank God that your voice is on the mend and I'm sure that it will just get stronger and stronger. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And I hear, little Birdie told me that you have a very special birthday coming up very, very soon. Yeah. Happy, yeah. happy early birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. You Thank are you. Welcome. I look forward to it. I'm sure you do. I'm yeah. sure. You know, I when yeah. I when I think about you, I think of how phenomenal God is and how faithful he is that, you know, he yes. has blessed your life 
so many times to to speak life to you. You know, doctors yes, and, yeah. and other people may have written you off, but God said, not so. You shall live and not die. And so what an incredible yes. thing. And so it's yes. exciting to, to know you have a yes. another birthday coming up here. I know I am glad to be in the land of the living in spite of my physical challenges. Amen. God has kept me alive and in my right mind. Yes. You know, and for That's that I am grateful. Amen. Amen. Well, our topic today is something that God was dealing with me um, a couple of days ago. He he was telling me to do something. He was giving me a directive. And I said, I hear you, God. And he said, but are you listening? And I was like, hmm. And it just really, it struck a nerve within me. So our topic today is, I know you hear me, but are you listening? And we're dealing mm-hmm. with communication in relationships. And um, obviously, we're going to talk about communication in our relationship with God, but it's so important in relationships as a whole that when when you're hearing someone, that you're listening to them. You know, we have a, a tendency of tuning things out. It's like you can hear a sound that's going on, and sometimes our people's voices that we come in, we're close to, let me put it that way, our, our family members, our coworkers, sometimes we get to that place in the relationship where when they're talking to us, it becomes wah, 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 wah. It's like you're just hearing a sound, but you're really not listening to what they're saying. And it's so important, especially when God is speaking to us, that we are truly listening and not just listening, but acting on what he is telling us. Um, It is just really, really, really urgent in this hour of confusion that the world is in that we're listening to God. And you have something that you say all the time when you're ministering the word of God, and we love it. It's, are we communicating? (laughs) Yes. Are we communicating? And so I would like for you just to kind of take some time and expound on what are are we communicating means when you say that. Mm-hmm. Well, when I think in terms of what you just talked about, are you um, hearing but not? You hear me, but do you are you listening? Right. Um, those two words are used interchangeably, interchangeably, uh, especially from a scriptural viewpoint. But, mm-hmm. but, um, but I think of Paul on the road to Damascus when he was with letters to persecute the Christians. And as he was writing... In his zeal, the Lord met him and knocked him off his horse. And he fell to the ground. And the Bible says that there were others that journeyed with him. And it's a unique yet profound thing it says about them. It said they were hearing a voice but seeing no man. Mm. 
they heard the sound of something happening, but they saw no man. Man, that could preach. Yes. You could hear a sound, but you're not listening to what's being communicated in the sound. Hmm. That is the marriage or the dichotomy of sound and light. The speed of sound and light. You know, mm-hmm. they both travel, they both travel at phenomenal speeds. You see, but you can hear and God in his mystery, majesty, and in his wisdom, created both sound and light. Ah, oh, praise the name of the Lord. Hmm. Both are important. Both are important. Mm-hmm. Because light needs sound for its publicity. Light needs sound for its publicity. Mm. But sound needs light for its clarity. If you've got sound and you ain't got no light, you just have a noise. Mm. If you've got light and you ain't got no sound, ain't nobody going to hear it. Wow. So, so God created both. And they work in concert with each other. Uh-huh. So the guys on the road to Moss, they heard a voice. They heard the sound of something happening. But they couldn't tell you what in the world was happening. You understand? Yes, sir. They didn't know where that sound was coming from. They didn't know what, they didn't know anything about the sound, what the sound was communicating. Now, there's Paul. And there is the Lord. That Paul said, a light shine round about me. That light was the Lord. Mm. And this was in the noonday sun at noon. At noon, the sun is the at its highest peak over the earth. Mm-hmm. Or at the closest to the earth. So you have bright, the bright light of the sun. And yet, there was a light in the light. But for David said, for in thy light we shall see light. There was a light in the light that was greater mm-hmm. than the sunlight. Greater than the sunlight. Mm-hmm. But yet they saw no man. In other words, light is communication. Light is Interpretation. Light is understanding. Light is visibility. Light is clarity. Light is a message. They heard the song but missed the message. Mm. Mm. And um and so that is possible. You hear you're hearing something, but you can't interpret what you're hearing. Yeah. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. So, so when we think in terms of um, communication, this is this is what it's all about, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, Bishop, just, just with what you just said, Pastor teaches us something, mm-hmm. and he says it all the time, is that we need to slow down to the speed of revelation. And and as you're saying, like how light and sound and how it travels and, and not being able to interpret what you hear, it just brought that to mind, the speed of revelation. It's like when you hear it, can you or do you have the revelation of what it is that you're hearing? That's true. That's true. That's true. See, because if you don't if you can't interpret what you're hearing, then it's null and void, you know? Mhm. Recently, I was um working on or uh, sharing on reconciliation. I'm talking about the road to reconciliation. Time of revolution. And this was around the time of George Floyd's death. When George Floyd died, it disrupted the world. It disrupted the world. And during the time, uh, there was marches everywhere, confusion everywhere. And the world, especially America, was in pain. America was in pain. And um, so... We as leaders of the church coming together to see how to handle it. How do we handle this thing? So I was talking about this road to reconciliation in time of revolution. <clears throat> revolution is a course of action which brings every point of the surface or periphery of a body back to the place at which it began. Now, that's very critical and very interesting. Very critical and very interesting because sometimes we need to get the point. (laughs) We need to get the point. You know, mm-hmm. When you think in terms of a revolution, the earth revolves around the sun. Mm-hmm. From earth, we see the sun move. But in the language of, this, of, the, um, of orbit and space, the sun don't move. It's the earth that moves. Mm-hmm. The earth moves around the sun. Right. And that's called, that's called a revolution. That's called a revolution. It's course of action. Mm-hmm. That brings every point of the surface of a body back to the place which it began. Mm-hmm. Now that's good to begin this subject on communication. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, there is a, what I call a formula 
for reconciliation. A formula for reconciliation. Now, let me back up a little bit. I hope I'm not talking too much. Oh, not at all. This hey, please. <laughs> That's why you're here. A lot of times, disagreements in relationship is just a time of revolution. Disagreements in relationship time of revolution. When there are unforeseen things that need to come to the surface, there are things that need to come to the surface that never do until it's time for a revolution. Mm. Things that we ignore. Things in the relationship that you ignore in. Mm-hmm. Or taken for granted. Or taken for granted. Mm-hmm. And then there's a revolution. And everything comes to the surface. All the points emerge that you've got to deal with. Now let me talk about the formula for reconciliation. Because that's where we want to get to mm-hmm. in relationship. We want to get to reconciliation after broken relationships. We want to get to revolution. I mean reconciliation after separation. God created marriage. He did not create divorce. Mm. God created marriage which is a union. He did not create divorce, which is separation. Mm. Now, I want to say this as I go along because divorce does not mean destroy. Divorce may be a failure, but there's grace for the divorcee. And that even after divorce, there is reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And there can be restoration. Praise the Lord. One way or the other. Amen. Amen. So here is this formula I call the formula for reconciliation. Number one, confrontation. Confrontation. We do not like confrontation. But if we want true reconciliation, then we're going to sit down at the table. Confrontation. We've got to confront. And confrontation is just that. It means with front or up front. <laughs> hmm. We've got to be up front with each other. Mm-hmm. We've got to be up front with each other. Now, there are two things that's necessary for confrontation. Number one, acknowledgement. 
gotta first confront ourselves and the issues within us which question or challenge the relationship with others, irrespective of their race, their culture, their belief, or their difference. A lot of times, we want to judge somebody else without dealing with what's in us. Mm-hmm. We've got to first confront ourselves, what's in us. And Jesus talked about the hypocrite. He said, you're trying to take the moat out of your brother's eye, but there's a pool in your eye. Yes. You see? And a lot of times, before we can reconcile, we've got to confront us. You've got to be upfront with yourself before you can be upfront with others. Amen. And for that, you need first acknowledgement. You've got to acknowledge what you see in yourself. Here's some synonyms to acknowledgement. Number one, admit. Admit. This is real. This is real here today. Admit. Mm-hmm. Which is a word we don't like. And a word we... We want others to admit, but we don't want to admit ourselves. Right. You know? We tell others, admit you did it. Mm-hmm. But if somebody tells us, admit you did it, we we get mad. But if there's going to be acknowledgement in confrontation, one of the synonyms of acknowledgement is admit. Another one is agree. <clears throat> agree means say it is so. <clears throat> Concede. Confess. Which means to fess up. Own up to it. Own up to it. Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's, that's acknowledgement. Amen. Amen. God... God has put us in a world of what I call a divine mosaic. A marriage and almost every relationship apart from a marriage is a divine mosaic, which means a mosaic is decoration made by inlaying small pieces of various colors, materials to form pictures and patterns. And that's what relationship is. It's a mosaic. Which means we are different in color, different in style. We are different in idea. We are different in opinion. We are different in viewpoints. It's a mosaic. Life is a mosaic. You're not in the world all by yourself. Mm -hmm. God created it so. What I have, you don't have. And what you got, I don't have. Amen. And we are supposed to supply each other. Join with each other. And blend in together. That's a mosaic. That's relationship. 
relationship is putting the various styles and colors and shapes together to form a picture and to form a pattern. It's like a puzzle, putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. Praise the Lord. Amen. And that's what, what relationship is all about. You know, it's putting the pieces together. If every couple would realize that they've come to the table with something, President Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. Mm-hmm. You've got to come to the table with a willingness to supply something to that relationship mm. rather than just take and take and take from the relationship. You see? And the word is diversity. Relationships is by expression of diversity. Diversity is a creative principle. It's a creative principle. God created diversity. Green trees. Brown earth. Amen. Red fruits. Yellow fruit. Blue sky. White clouds. You know. We see the colors of a rainbow. Diversity. Mm -hmm. And that's what relationship is. Relationship is the, the, the mosaic of diversity. Diversity. Now, that's the thing. We are not able to accept the diversities of each other. Everybody ain't alike. Everybody don't see things the same way. Right. In the scripture, you've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All of them talking about Jesus. And if you read the Gospels, they all talk about the same things of Jesus' experiences as he journeyed for three and a half years because they were there. Mm -hmm. But if you read the Gospels, they talk about Jesus from different viewpoints. Right, right. Different perspectives. Matthew, right. Matthew talks about Jesus as king. You know. Mm-hmm. And if you read Matthew, he traces the lineage of Jesus back to David. Mark talks about Jesus as servant. Luke talks about Jesus as a man. Right. So he, he writes about the lineage of Jesus back to Adam, not David. And John shows Jesus as God. They all wrote about Jesus from different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. From different viewpoints. <laughs> and if we would only realize in relationships that there are different viewpoints, mm. we can work together. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to work together. Now, here's what I said, though. Diversity is creative. 
But diversity without equality is absurdity. Hmm. Diversity without equality is absurdity. Diverse. So, so many times you have something that's diverse, but that's not perverse. It should be traverse, but not reverse. Converse without being adverse. You know. Felix Mendelssohn says this. He's a German conqueror. And he said the essence of beauty in unity is variety. The essence of beauty in unity is variety. And that's a marriage. And that's when God created a man, God created a woman, and they're totally diverse from each other. And yet, they find a common bond. They find a unity. Mm-hmm. And they come together. Amen. Amen. They find a, a unity. So I have a question, Bishop. Because there's a few things that you've just touched on that, that I believe to be very powerful, but it also just for, for clarity's sake, um, for our listeners. So basically in that diversity, especially in relationships between husbands and wives and, and parents and children, we get to a place where it seems that each one is speaking a whole different language. It, it's like, because of the diversity, I, I don't understand where my mate is coming from or I don't understand where my child is coming from or my parent is coming from because it literally sounds like a whole different language. How do we get to the place of the beauty of the variety and speaking the same where we're hearing the same connotation out of the words that are being spoken. Does that make sense? Um, Go ahead, make it a little plainer. Okay, so there's a book. I love this book because it just spoke to my marriage years ago uh, where women are from Venus, men are from Mars. And, And because women will speak in a, a place of emotion where um, the men are more realistic or what have you. How do we bridge the gap in communication in relationships so that even though there's diversity, we can still communicate and appreciate what we're hearing from one another? Um, this is... This is what I talk about confrontation. We've got okay. to be first. We've got to be prepared to confront the issues on the table. Okay. See, until we are prepared to confront, you see, we confront each other, but we don't want to confront the issues at hand. Mm, mm, and to okay. do that, and to do that, we gotta we gotta acknowledge what's in us, what's within us, because we may be at fault. Okay. So we've got to be prepared. We gotta be prepared to for confrontation. Now, confrontation with ourselves, and then confrontation. 
with the person that's in the relationship. Confrontation does not mean war. Confrontation is not a fight. Confrontation, usually when we say, oh, I'm going to confront him. You know, I'm going to confront her. We are angry. Yes, so that's we true. Feel, we feel to confront is to be angry and to cuss him out. That is not confrontation. Mm. Confrontation is to approach something with a willingness for resolve. A willingness for resolve. Mm. If you are not prepared to resolve the situation, then that's not confrontation. That's a war. That's a fight. You want an argument. You see? Now, there is a thing. In confrontation, in confrontation, <laughs> you know, there is, there is a thing called a in in medicine. There's the the practice called surgery. Surgery. And surgery means the cutting. Surgery is the cutting. Mm-hmm. And to cut, there's a knife called the surgical knife. Because mm-hmm. it has to cut with precision. A surgical knife is not to kill the person. But it's to cut with precision. Hmm. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. I'm getting excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you are cutting so the person can live. Mm-hmm. You're cutting so the person can live. Amen. The hunter calls it a, a flint knife. There's a knife that hunters use called a flint knife. Mm-hmm. That's like the surgery knife. It's sharp. You see? Now, the surgical knife and the flint knife, it hurts. But it also heals. And that's mm. what truth is. Truth hurts. Mm-hmm. But truth also heals. Amen. Praise the Lord. Truth is that surgical knife. That hurts. But it heals. Mm. Now. Now. Am I making any sense here? Am I answering yes. the question? Yes, you're making sense. You know, if you look in Exodus 18, 25, and 26, the Bible said Moses chose able men of Israel, and he made them heads over the people. Uh-huh. Rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, rulers of tens. 
Mm-hmm. And they judge the people at all seasons. They judge the people at all seasons. Mm. Amen. Amen. But the Bible said the hard causes they brought to Moses. But every small matter, they judge themselves. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. You've got to be able in a relationship or, or in confronting to hear some hard things. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to hear some hard things. When we're dealing with reconciliation, and the first point of reconciliation is what? Confrontation. And in confrontation, you've got to be able to hear some hard things. Right. You've got to be able to hear some hard things. And I like what the Bible says. The small matters they judge, but the hard causes they brought to Moses. To hear some hard things is a quality of leadership. Moses was able to hear some hard things. Mm. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. The hard causes they brought to their leader, it's a mark of leadership. Where in a relationship you can hear some hard things, and it, it shows you a leader. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, I could talk more on that, but I want to go forward a little bit. Okay. The, the second thing about confrontation, the first one was what? Acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. The second one is adherence. Adherence means to hold fast or to stick by it. Thank I'm sorry, you. say that again. What's the second one, Bishop? Say that again. Adherence. Adherence. Oh, adherence. Okay. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, it means to hold fast, mm-hmm. to stick it out, as if by gluing it together, mm-hmm. suction, grasping it, fusing it together. Mm-hmm. That's the word adherence. Amen. Amen. In other words, I like that because in confrontation, at the end of confronting something, you still want to stick in the relationship. Okay. That's adherence. Acknowledgement should not mean we're going to separate. Amen. Tell her off, and that's going to be it. I ain't want to see her no more. No. Right. Following adherence, acknowledgement is adherence. Adherence means we're going to talk, and when we mm. finish, we're going to stick together. Amen. We're going to confront the issues. 
and try to work it out. Right. And when we finish, we're going to still be married. We're going to still be friends. We're going to still it. be best friends. Mm-hmm. We'll still be pals. Amen. Amen. That's good. So it means, you know, you confront. But because of the healing, you don't lose sight of the purpose. While you are confronting each other, you're not losing sight of the purpose. And secondly, you don't lose self with the person. You don't separate from the person. Mm-hmm. So there are two things that are critical in confrontation. The purpose and the person. The purpose and the person. So when we are confronting each other, it's with a sense of value for that person. Mm, okay. It's like what doctors do when they perform surgery. The reason they are cutting the person is so they can save their life. Right. That's the value. That's the value. Mm-hmm. That's the value. It hurts, but it's going to heal you. Mm. I'm going to take that cancer out. I'm going to take that bad heart out. Mm-hmm. If I leave that kidney in there, it's going to kill you. It's going to poison your system. Mm. Take out your uh, gallbladder. Mm-hmm. You see? But you're going to live. That's adherence. Adherence follows acknowledgement. Amen. Adherence means we're going to live after we confront each other. Mm-hmm. I should say after the time of confrontation. Now, here's the second point. In reconciliation. That's okay. the one we come with today. Are we communicating? That's, that's the second point, communication. Right. Communication. <clears throat> First one is confrontation. If we're going to reconcile, which is what we want, we've got to confront. We're going to have confrontation. The second thing we have to have is communication. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. I don't want to preach, so I'll let you say something. I don't <laughs> want to talk too much. <laughs> like I said, that's why you're here. Amen. Okay. Let me, here's, here's, here's another thing that I wanted to touch on in our communication. Um Luke eleven twenty eight says, but he said more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. How um, important is it that in our communication that we take our words and not just leave them as audible things, but that we turn them into action, that they become action word? How important is that in, in relationship and in communication? Well, that that um, it is very important. That is very important. But that is dealt with in the confrontation. Okay. When there is confrontation, 
then there would be communication. Because if we try and if we got a problem in a relationship, one of the breakdowns is communicating. Right. And so when there is no communication, there has to be confrontation. And in confrontation is where you hear you you hear things like, you know, you tell me a lot of things that you're gonna do, but you don't keep your word. Right, right. You make you a lot of you love me, but, but you, you don't, don't show me. You love me, but you don't show me. Right. You make promises, but you don't keep your promise. You don't carry it out. Mm-hmm. You say you're going to do this, but you don't do it. You see? And it's in that time you get to really confront the blindness of your actions. And that things that you, you've been saying you're going to do, but you don't do. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to also say that God has to help you at that point because while it's important for us to keep our word, the Bible says, let every man be a liar and let God be true. Right. You know, it is not in us to keep our words. It is not in us to keep our word. So God has to change us. We need a transformation so that we would be different, so that we would be able to keep our word, so that we'd be able to fulfill our promise, mm-hmm. carry, out, carry out what we say, because of our own selves we can't do that. We fail miserably. But when God changes you, and he works in you by grace, Uh then we become conscious and careful to what we say. Because from then on, we begin to say it with a mind to do it. Uh We, We speak with a sense of carrying through it and not just blowing the breeze. Amen? Amen. And not just blowing the breeze. Mm-hmm. You see, so it's important. While it's important, God's going to help you do it. Because mm-hmm. by nature, by nature, we fail to keep our word. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need God. Only God keeps what he says. Right. He spoke and it was done. He spoke and it was done. Mm-hmm. He commanded and it came to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. You see? And for us to get to that point where we would speak and it's done and command and it come to pass, then we're going to need God to help us. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's real. Now, let me just say four things before we close. I okay. don't know how long you're going to be on here. You got about uh, 12 minutes. Communication demands four things. Number one, tone. Tone. 
Someone must be unassuming and unthreatening. We've often heard people say, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. how you say it. Yes, sir. You see? Because of the tone. Mm-hmm. I never forget the story I heard. The story I've heard of um of a woman, an old woman, and her grandson was out to war. And he wrote her a letter from the from the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And um and um and the letter said so, so the letter came and she been longing to hear from him. But he was in battle, he couldn't write. But finally mm. then finally the letter came. And she opened the letter. But the day she the letter came, she was angry. She was angry. She was angry at him, she was angry at something else. And um so she sat down, opened the letter, and she read it like this. Dear Grandma, hope you're well. I'm in battle. It's fresh out there. Uh, don't forget to send the right man. I need you. I need to hear from you. And Send me whatever gifts you're going to send me. And she read it. And she was so angry. So she wrote the letter. And she was, who do you think you are? You're going to write me? And you're going to talk to me like that? You think I'm some slave? And she went off and off. And then the neighbor came by. And the neighbor was there. With her, and she said, you know, I finally heard from that guy. He finally, after all this time, wrote me. Can you believe that? And the neighbor said, the neighbor said he did. And she said, yeah. And he had the nerve to talk to me like that. The neighbor said, really, what do you say? She said, here's a letter, you read it. So the neighbor was a peaceful woman, and she said, she opened the letter and it says, Dear Grandma, um, I hope you're well. We are out in battle, and the battle is fierce. And sorry, I couldn't write you before. Please, um, please write me as soon as you get a chance, and send whatever you can send for me out in the battlefield. And when the neighbor read it, Grandma said, you should have said it like that the first time. (laughs) (laughs) In other words, when she read it, Mm -hmm. she read it in the spirit that was on her, which was an angry spirit. Mm. Because she was angry, she read it in the spirit of anger. Wow. But the neighbor comes and the neighbor is at peace. So when the neighbor read it in the spirit of peace, she saw, the grandma saw a whole different side 
of the letter and of her grandson. Mm-hmm. And only then she realized why he was writing all this time. And then she realized what he was, the faces of the battle he was in. Mm. You see, so she said, when the neighbor read it, he said, you should have said it like that the first time. Mm. It's the same letter. Mm-hmm. But that's what you call a paradigm shift. A paradigm shift means you look at the same event from a different viewpoint. Mm-hmm. From a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's why torn, torn is the first point of communication. Mm. It's not what you say, but how you say it. Right. So the Bible said, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, mm-hmm. that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Amen. Tone has to do with virtue, not volume. Mm. <clears throat> Turn has to do with virtue, not volume. When you're tuning a guitar or piano, you are modifying and synchronizing what you hear. Not turning up the amplifier. Mm-hmm. So, so when you're tuning, you find tuning. You don't really need volume. Praise the Lord. Amen. That has to do with tone. The second one is truth. Unmitigated truth. Unmitigated means there's no law against that. Mm. It's like the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, suffering, gentleness, goodness, uh, faith, meekness, temperance. Mm. Then the Bible says, against such there is no law. Right. There's no law. You can't indict love. You can't judge peace. Mm-hmm. You can't throw long suffering in prison. Amen. There's no law against that. Amen. And that's truth. Truth also. Unmitigated truth. In other words, you can't point your finger at what's said. You can't argue with the truth. The whole truth. Nothing but the truth. So help me God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I can think God said, one does not need to journey a thousand miles to find the truth within. You don't need to go a thousand miles to find the truth within. No. I like this one. My guy is the chat. He said, most everyone is searching for their field of truth where they can replant withering roots so they would wither no more. Mm. Hallelujah. I like that. Amen. The searching. Amen. You're looking for truth. Mm-hmm. You're looking for truth. That's the second one of communication. You want to find the truth. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. What the apostle said, he said the truth 
as it is in Jesus. If you want to find the truth, you need Jesus. Mm-hmm. But when you've got a, a situation, the first thing is tone. Turn your volume down. The second thing is truth. Hallelujah. Truth. To find truthful answers, we must replace the search for answers with the search for truth. Mm. I like that. I do too. Yeah, that's good. Albert Brown said that. He said, to find truthful answers, we must replace the search for answers with the search for truth. You see, many times, Colette, when we come together, we're looking for answers mm-hmm. without, without looking for truth. Mm. Anybody can trump up an answer to, to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. But your answer may not be truthful. Yes. I get that, yeah. So you... You know, the answer is just to protect you. Mm-hmm. Without, but so we need to replace the search for answers with the search for truth. Amen. 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 Let me um. Let me let me let me give it two more and then I finish. Okay, we gotta sum it up because we're we're about out of time. Go ahead, Bishop. I, I just about, let me, oh boy, okay, I think I'm going to behave myself. <laughs> I think. That's I very think difficult gonna, for you, go ahead. <laughs> the third one, the third one is transparency. Mm-hmm. Unbridled is the transparency. And the fourth one is transitioning. Okay. Going from the place that you are to a better place. Mm. These are the four points of communication. Tone, truth, transparency, and transition. Amen. I'm going to stop there. When you want me to come back, tell me. I will, and I will definitely have you back, and we'll we'll dig more into this. One of the things about having you on the show is there's always more. <laughs> there's just yes. always more that that we're hungry for and we're longing for. But I thank you so very much for coming and for sharing and for breaking down communication in such a way um, that I think it it is going to enhance all of our relationships and how we communicate one with another. So thank you so much for for yielding your wisdom with us. We appreciate it. And we will have you back. We'll have you back. I want you to know I want you to know that there are people, there are some of our listeners that are always hounding me. When you gonna have Bishop back on? So uh, let me tell you you gotta follow it. You got a following, so it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, the, 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 the subject, the subject of communication in relationship is very broad, mm-hmm. and we're gonna need time to deal with it. Mm-hmm. 
I just threw some things out there today. Mm-hmm. But they need to be developed. Each one of them need to be developed, you know? Amen. Well, we'll definitely have you back so you can unpack them. The the most important thing I'm hoping that our listeners were taking notes and that they understand that you're not to just hear, but you've got to listen. And and the way you broke down, you know, the points of communication and confrontation, because what one thing was key for me is normally when I think of confrontation, I do think of war. And just as you said, that's the first thing you think with. You think about a battle, you know. Um, but I know yeah. that it's, mm-hmm. it's confronting the issues. It's not going yeah. to battle with your your mate or your or whoever you're in relationship right. with. It's confronting right. the issues. So that was really good. Absolutely, absolutely. Not All the right. person, but the issue. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, that's that's yeah, important. It was a joy being on with you. Thank you for giving me the invitation. Thank you. Thank you for coming. And definitely, we will unpack this some more in the near future. Absolutely. Well, guys, that's that's it for today. We're out of time. Um, Again, I thank and praise God for Bishop Alexander and for the wisdom that he's imparted with us. And Lord said the same. Um, I will be back with you. Um, same God time, same God channel next week. Anyway, have an incredible week. Bishop, happy, happy birthday. Um, Thank you. I'm looking forward to the, the celebration. Amen. And um, Amen. We, will, we will have you back again soon. And Stephen, my dog, Thank is you saying, so okay, you're out of time. I've been good. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Thank All you right, so much. Thank you. Be blessed. Let's keep it real.